0: Welcome to Operation F1. My name's Mickey James. No, my name's Reese Peak. No, I'm just... <laughs> my name's Reese Peak, and that's Mickey James. We are coming to you off the back of the Baku Grand Prix. A few things to discuss, but first of all, we're going to have a quick chat about the race. We are.
1: I I thoroughly enjoyed the race. I'm, I'm unsure about you, but I I thought it was probably well the best race of the season so far. Hundred percent. Full of action, jam-packed, mix-up in the results. Yeah, couldn't be more happier.
0: Well, as far as result is concerned, that's your perfect. Your- my,
1: well, not the perfect, but if you can't have the perfect, it's the most ideal for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'll we'll start with the race then. Let's let's go through that. So, grid wise, a little mix up. Ferrari on pole. Yep, Leclerc looking good. Hamilton in second position, surprisingly up there with a car that was really. Didn't deserve, had no right to be up there. uh, Followed by the the two Red Bull boys, but yeah, Hamilton takes him straight away, goes into the lead, but that wasn't wasn't to be for long, as a slow stop again, Mm. which at no fault of the pit crew this time, someone I think held him up. Was it Gasly that held him up? Yeah, he had to wait a
1: couple of seconds, didn't
0: he? And and the two Red Bull boys went through. As far as the race was concerned, Verstappen was just controlling it from the front, and Perez, what, what a defensive drive from mm. him! He's got a seven-time drive. world champion up his ass for pretty much all the race, and yeah. he was a cool, calm customer.
1: Exactly. Even now that we know in those final laps, the very two that he had no fuel, no, really, no, no not fuel, not really, all to no. complete. So I mean, if the pressure's not on. When is it? Yeah. You know, and, and he's delivered. He's come home with his second win ever, his first in Red Bull. And, yeah, he deserves it. What a what a great drive. Um, you talk about Lewis there, didn't, you know, the car wasn't there and in the practice, in the free practice one and two. and three, he managed to, to get it sorted. I read that he stayed with the mechanics until 11 o'clock at night, trying to get the problem sorted. They arrived, qualifying, and the race, you know, lucky, lucky. Mr. Bottas didn't stay late, and it, it
0: it shows, doesn't it? Yeah. He's qualifying yeah. and in his drive. He was back at the hotel after a long flight, long time <laughs> at the airport. Well, he was delayed at the airport, yeah, few, you know. A few beers, pressure. I think, back at the hotel, chill out, ready for, for qualifying and race, but he just didn't turn up all weekend. No. Uh,
1: I did read that uh, he couldn't have picked a worse time to have his bad race or his worst race of the season. Um I did wonder if that might have been his worst race, I suppose, it is considering... You know, he carried and finished it and whether or not there might be a bit of truth in that. Like, would you agree that it was the wrong p- time to have his worst race?
0: As far as his performance is concerned, it was probably one of his worst. Yep. Obviously, Monaco, at no fault of his own, didn't finish. No. But as far as his performance, it I would say it's probably his, his worst of the season, but not by much. I don't think he's had many good races. He's had more bad than good this season. Yeah. I was looking at some stats as far as his points this season versus his points last season and he's down
1: is he time. is he down yeah
0: which is which is not good i appreciate look so is lewis hamilton you know he's down as as far as last season verstappen is up but bottas i think it's 47 points or 41 points yeah in a mercedes not not good enough not good enough <laughs> the car wasn't right this weekend we appreciate that. But apart from the qualifying, I mean the race he didn't have too many issues. He had no issues as far as the car was concerned. Look, I know he's he's finished ahead of Hamilton, but you know, even his his radio race engineer said, Can you hurry up? You need to get past this person, otherwise you're gonna finish ninth or tenth. You yep. need to and he didn't even finish in the points. Bad times. Dis- disappointed, yes. Disappointed.
1: He finished in 12th, didn't he? Yeah. You know? So Kimi was above him. Antonio, Giovinazzi. Yeah. The two Alphas beaten by the two Alfa Ramos. And one ahead of Mick Schumacher. And, I mean, I know in the final standings that Bottas finished above Hamilton, but it was only due to the, uh, you know, the, well, what was it? What do we call it? Break magic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, I don't think that'll be on the car next week. That'll be gone. Yeah. It might be an idea if in future that's controlled from inside the garage.
0: Well, it's, it's <laughs> something that is always in the control of the driver. It's something that Until during now. your formation lap that you are used to doing. Maybe the drivers are just not used to doing it during the race. You've got two laps from the end. His concentration is lapsed. He's tired. It's a hot race. It's, it's a an intense race. He has made a mistake. So basically, the brake magic is is a device used, a lever used to help with warming up the tires and the brakes, and the brakes. during the formation, shifting lap.
1: the balance as well. Yeah. I believe mostly at the front.
0: So, so that you're ready, heat into the tires, ready for the for the starting grid. You could see him
1: smoking, smoking on away the on the grid. And so I'm wondering, he says that he's bumped it. Because Perez has come across and he's reacted very quickly. Right. He thinks he's bumped it then. But we have reason to believe he might have just left it on.
0: Left it on. I mean, the radio says, I, th- I swear I turned it off. So yep. we don't know for sure, but it was on. That is really basically why he went straight ahead. And fucked you himself up. No, no no, no brakes. And it was it was gutty. I mean, total wolf reaction. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Have you no.
1: seen the Mark Webber one?
0: Uh, yeah. my brother was telling me about he's, it Sweden. he's commentating ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've got it's, to have a look at that it's, brilliant. <laughs> it's but, brilliant uh
0: so and and he was ahead going into that first corner this was on the on the restart so after verstappen's crash verstappen had his crash he went out of the race red flagged and we started again on the grid with three laps remaining Lap forty nine, but the formation lap was one lap. So yeah, so
1: two, two two more laps to finish it. It's two two laps would give you the win.
0: Yes, and 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 therefore Perez is sitting in the lead on the grid with Hamilton second. He's gone into the first corner ahead, but just hasn't been able to turn his straight started. ahead. Perez has come round and
1: well, Perez came straight across to push Hamilton. Yeah, so he couldn't get his line, but he didn't get the start. Hamilton got Hamilton yep. got a great start. Perez was a bit slow a bit delayed so yeah and and <laughs> Hamilton's gone for that heavy braking and he's got it he's got the heavy yeah. brakes they've <laughs> just come on. Yeah. that's it it's- I mean for me oh, it was heaven to see that but for you and uh, for any other Mercedes fan it's uh, probably a kick in the balls isn't it
0: but- it is as far as I was gutted I was incredibly gutted did he deserve to win the race no yeah. probably not Verstappen did, but oh,
1: that's going to be heartbreaking.
0: It's, it's heartbreaking for Verstappen. He dominated the weekend. He dominated the race. He deserved the win. Yep. Uh, he obviously didn't get the pole, but again, fucked up by a red flag, as he was in Monaco. It
1: went to his baby brother, Perez. Yep. Didn't it? You know?
0: So, uh, and and uh, no, pole went to Leclerc. But as far as the race is concerned, gutting. We will talk about the tires that I want to talk to you about the tires on this <clears> podcast.
1: I'll just say straight away about the ties. I think we should ring back the good year. Did you see? Uh, was it? What year was that? Amanda Holden's joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you have to look it up. Everybody, look it up. She, uh, she was obviously at the race, or she was at the uh, somewhere with David Coulthard. Actually, they yes. were watching the race, and she, she had a wee joke about the. Uh, I probably need to find it. I should probably. <laughs> you carry on. I'll find the right. joke and um, I'd well, see while if we can-
0: go through that. Um, We'll talk about the podium. So as far as the podium is concerned, with Hamilton going off, he didn't recover. He finished down in 16th place, I believe it was. And uh, Perez goes on to win. Sebastian Vettel finished second and obviously Gasly in third. What is interesting about that podium, let me just finish this before we come to this. What <laughs> was <found> been, <laughs> What is interesting about this podium is those three drivers were all sacked by their previous team. And so I did see on Instagram it was the, the comeback podium or the redemption podium or something like that. Perez obviously getting booted out by Racing Point, Vettel at Ferrari, and then uh, Gasly from Red Bull. A couple of seasons so, ago. And, uh, and look where they are now, you know, which, is, which, is, which was great. Absolutely. There you go. No, and I know where on. we're
1: going with this conversation, but here, I'll just show you. That's the one.
0: Oh, I have seen yeah, that so one, yeah. so you've seen
1: that. So she said, uh, getting live commentary in my kitchen over this Grand Prix nightmare for Red Bull Racing looks like Pirelli isn't having a good year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for anyone that understands tyres. Yeah. I did, you know, to be honest, when I saw that, I pissed myself laughing. I thought mm. that was brilliant. But um, what's David Coulthard doing in her kitchen is the point.
0: <laughs> Commentating, obviously.
1: From her kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I perhaps, don't know, they must perhaps be Perhaps you get them in the kitchen out here in Eastwood Studios Next week, perhaps. Yeah, Eh? yeah. There you go. So the podium, cracking podium.
0: It was. It was. I think it
1: it was good to see that. And and the rest of it, to be fair. Um, Going down, obviously you've got Pierre Gasly. You've got Charlie Leclerc that uh, obviously started on pole. Wasn't very lucky there. Norris, just a, a good finish and an average finish from him. Fernando Alonso, killing it, I think. Especially in that restart, you know, he made up a couple of places. and Yuki Tsunoda finally, you know, getting somewhere and consistent mm-hmm. points uh, signs. Unlucky race for him. Bad yeah, he had for a, him.
0: a bit of an issue. I think he went. Uh, he went down one of the that same road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that's the same
0: road. The same as he did that on the same qualify. road. That's not a through road. No, no, it's a dead end, but. I think both of the Ferraris had a great qualifying, clearly had qualifying pace over one lap, but just didn't quite do it over the over race pace. Leclerc's, you know, he's finished fourth position. As far as Ferrari's concerned, that's good. Yep. But starting on pole, not so good. Yeah. It's, a bit it's a bit, backwards. Yeah, it's it, gone anyway backwards. Any way you look at it. So that is that is backwards.
1: So what about Daniel Ricciardo? Where did it he finish? A bit a week for him, finishing ninth.
0: No, not really. No? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. He
1: had a bit of time in the simulator to get better with the car. I honestly, I can't remember where he qualified, but I don't know if he's gone up or down. Um,
0: yeah, that's for. Me, I I think that Ricardo should be ahead of that. Yep, definitely should be ahead.
1: Well, Perez and Vettel have finally found comfort in the car.
0: Yeah, Perez has said that hasn't he? He said he feels at one with the car, and I don't think if 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 nothing had happened to Verstappen, I don't I don't think he was ever threatening for the win. However. There was two opportunities for him not to win the race. Verstappen yep. to win it. He has a tyre issue and crashes. Yep. Hamilton he o- is overtaking him into corner yep. one. He has an issue with the brakes. He retires. But Perez is in the right place at the right time. Yep. Faultless, faultless, faultless race.
1: And I mean, if, if those two hadn't crashed, if you like, yeah. out of the race, then uh, he would have been third. Mm. But he did say at the start of the season, give me five races. I'll have control of the car in five races and in the 6th race
0: mm. he wins he wins yeah
1: that's it um fernando finding a little bit of form he's the other guy that's changed teams he's this is probably his best finish
0: it is his best finish i think that it is a 6th place finish which is great he got a little bit lucky that but- was it was all down to the two laps apart from those two laps i don't think that weekend is anything to chat no. home about uh but we saw it a lot when he was at mclaren didn't have race pace but what he has is race craft in the first lap to get past people yeah. in traffic and come out clean, except for Baku 2018, where he didn't come out clean. He <laughs> had but but he does. He comes out, overtakes three, four, five cars. You know that's that's he does all that in his first lap. I don't, I don't he's, think there's a better guy
1: that can start a race than him. No, to be honest,
0: no. But as far as as far as his race is concerned, before that, before that restart, it was. I think it was. Think it was quite average. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so we got, and then Ricardo. So in saying that, maybe he would have been, you know, if Alonso was still down on 13th, 14th, maybe yeah. shine a little brighter for Ricardo. But uh, what have we got further on down the list here? Mick Schumacher and Mazepin. What do you think about his, uh, well, pathetic move in the final lap when Mick Schumacher was in his slipstream and he pulls out and...
0: Yeah. Dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that... Second, I mean, get rid of the guy. We just say Haas, thirteen, fourteen. That's a that's a great finish. Yep, and Mick Schumacher, in particular, great job bringing the car home. I think he's brought it home every single race, isn't he?
1: Yeah, did, what did
0: he, Monaco did he? Yeah, he yep. crashed out in qualifying. Qualifying. Yep, and you know that's 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 for a rookie. That's great. You know, but, that's but he was beaten
1: by Mezzena in Monaco, wasn't he? That's the, yes, that's the first time that he's been beaten by Yeah, him, but,
0: yeah. but as far as as far as Mazepin is concerned, that doesn't do that justice. Mick Schumacher's overtaken him at the on the last lap yep. on the last straight before that red flag and the restart. Yeah, he, he was, was so far ahead of yeah. it, and that is consistently Mazepin is consistently a second around about a second slower than Schumacher. Yep. in the same car. Yep. it shows it not doesn't just show the quality of Schumacher it shows how much more Mazepin has to learn yeah and i don't want to be too harsh because he is a rookie but as far as you, you there is no excuse with that maneuver you cannot say rookie driver that was dangerous in motor racing full stop mm. he's in his slipstream he knows he's there yeah right and he's gone to overtake and he's and blocked he's it across, at yeah. 200 miles an hour
1: Unbelievable. I mean, I agree with you, Mick Schumacher. I would have always liked, I, I was very vocal about it at the start of the year, I would have liked to have seen him in a better car. We know that rookies can go good in good cars because Lewis Hamilton, he was a rookie in his first season and he went into a championship winning car. Mick Schumacher is, you know, I would say before Lewis came to Formula One, although Lewis was carding a long time, Mick Schumacher's probably got a wealth more experience than Lewis Hamilton because of who his father was. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's also, you know, he's won GP two or Formula Two, much like much like Hamilton. But put put Mick Schumacher in the Mercedes next to Lewis Hamilton like Hamilton was in the McLaren next to Alonso and you're gonna have within a couple of years the same result that you had out of Hamilton. He was a champion the following year. I don't think people need to piss around working their way up through teams. I don't agree with that. I think it's crap. He's a great driver, put him in a great car, he's gonna get a great result, that's it. Put Mazzy Spin... In that McLaren or Mercedes, you'll probably get the same results or less than Bottas. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I really think that so, uh, Really Ferrari are listening. Yeah, realistically, <laughs> give the guy a seat, man.
0: Yeah, I think realistically with Schumacher, what I'm expecting over the next few seasons is this season with Haas. I think this will be his one and only. I don't think he will so. I don't think he will be in it next season. I then think that Raikkonen will retire at the end of the season. Yeah. And I believe that he will then take in that Alfa Romeo seat. That's the step up. Well, we still up he needs don't know if it's a,
1: going to be Alfa Romeo yet, do we?
0: No, no. But I think he will go into that seat. He will then have a step up to be a little bit more competitive, to, just to challenge him a little bit more. As far as science is concerned, I think he's. I think we've talked about this before. I think he's got two years at, at Ferrari yeah. this season and next season. If he doesn't impress, he's gone. Yeah, which I think is unfair because I think he is a great, he's a driver. great driver. Uh, Leclerc, he I think is under. Under the spotlight as well, those two after this year, I believe that Schumacher will go to Alfa Romeo for next year, and after that, and if he's impressive there, yep. then we have Mick Schumacher knocking on the Ferrari door, and either Science or Leclerc will have something will have to yep. give absolutely and uh, it's it's not too dissimilar well, you could have to
1: another team snap him up mm. they just go you know what we're tired of you waiting around we 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 see potential in him we're going to have him
0: yeah it's not too you dissimilar know? to where we are with george russell this season yep this is the last season if mercedes don't pick him up next season i believe somebody else will
1: yeah you know and what a kick in the balls for toto wolf it would be if he yeah. if he went into a Red Bull
0: um, or a McLaren and one with McLaren <laughs> with a Mercedes go. engine.
1: But uh, talking about Mercedes replacement drivers. Yeah. I know that there's uh, something that you dearly like to speak about. Yeah. Um you you would like to see a replacement in the drivers and it's not just George Russell that you'd like to see in the, so in the car of Bottas. You're you're thinking about someone else.
0: I am. Go on. I am and and maybe I'm a bit quick of this because it's only just been one result but we are talking about Sebastian Vettel, the full-time world champion. And the question I have to you is, and everybody else is, him being the second driver at Mercedes next to Lewis Hamilton. It's not an impossible task for that to happen, maybe even next season. But realistically, could Sebastian Vettel be in that Mercedes for the 2022 season?
1: Don't know. I really don't know. Would I like to see that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would definitely. But I also kind of like to see him doing well in another team. Aston Martin, they they didn't get off to the best start, did they? But they're, they're sort of coming up. So we know that that's a good car at Mercedes. We don't know that it's the best car at Aston Martin. It's now looking that it's a better car than the Alpine. It's overtaking them in the constructors. And yeah, but that would be... That would be a cool. That would be a cool thing, wouldn't it? To see him there. Would he bode well in the Mercedes car? I think so. I think he'd adapt very quickly. Would he bode well with uh, Hamilton as a teammate? Perhaps would Hamilton bode well with him as a teammate.
0: That's the May only. Best. That's the only sticking <laughs> point. However, you have got to remember that Hamilton hasn't signed for next year. So <sighs> here's my potential prediction: if Vettel gets his head down and does well. This season, if he gets down, does well. My driver lineup prediction for next season is Sebastian Vettel and George Russell.
1: Right, in a mercedes In a
0: Mercedes. It's not impossible. George Russell is going to get that Mercedes seat sooner rather than later. Sebastian Vettel is now in the Mercedes family via right. Aston Martin. Who's,
1: so who's number one driver in the Mercedes next Vettel. year?
0: Vettel. Vettel. Because his championship, he's a four-time world champion. Yeah, one hundred percent is Vettel, but that's an easy swap: Bottas and and Vettel. If Vettel can get some results out of that car for this season, dicks all over. Snart stroll. He's going to be knocking on the Mercedes door. He's within that family now. He's driving a Mercedes engine. He can say that. Look, I've got the experience. I understand. Just give me the opportunity. Bottas, quite frankly. He's had one good race this season. All he deserves is the Aston Martin. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> going to have to say.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, um, you know, it's better. I would prefer to drive for Aston Martin than, than for Williams. Oh, 100%. If, yeah. if I want to well, say this season, Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, next season might be something different. I think we're all hoping it, that it, it brings it closer together, but it throws everything in the mix.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know? So that's that. I, I don't think it's out of the question and i think it would be great remember german manufacturer german german car Yep. german racing driver and German. yeah there you go he, i th- i think it could happen i'm not getting too ahead of myself it's an idea that i think would would be very good and could you imagine that hamilton vettel in the same team they have a lot of they have a lot of mutual respect for each other incredible uh, and and I don't know. I think that would be. I think that would be great. Who do you think that Hamilton would prefer, prefer as a teammate, Vettel or Russell?
1: That's a good question. I think. Um, I think for that you have to figure out who potentially the better driver is out of Vettel and Russell, because I, I think that Hamilton would prefer the one who wasn't as good. You know, we've seen him with people that are good, Rosberg. Most notably, and uh, and Alonso, he doesn't seem to sit well with that. I think he he would prefer probably Russell, but we're only saying that Russell's not as good as Vettel because he hasn't won four championships. You know, if Vettel or if Russell was in that Red Bull all those years ago, would he have had the same success? Most probably. So it's it's hard to distinguish or decide who is the better driver out of Vettel and Russell.
0: Well, let's put it to social media and see what everybody else thinks. You know, who is the better driver, Vettel or Russell? And also, is there an opportunity that they could be teammates or that one of them could be the teammate of Lewis Hamilton next season?
1: Yeah, good idea.
0: Let us know what you think. Right, next topic, tyres. Tyres. Yeah. So, obviously, we've had two big issues uh, on Sunday during the race. Lance Stroll 200 miles an hour into the wall. <laughs> the same tyre has then <laughs> failed on Max Verstappen, and he has also gone 200 miles an hour into the wall. Lance Stroll's was a lot worse, I think, and could have been a lot worse. He could have gone up up that fencing. It, both of them are very lucky, incredibly lucky to walk away from that. Yeah. And I know that you're going in a straight line and you turn left and, you're, and your momentum, it doesn't look as bad. But that that is incredibly bad. As far as I'm concerned, unacceptable. Yeah. Absolutely unacceptable. Now, as far as I'm aware, these Pirelli tyres have changed this season and the drivers are not happy with them, but they're still going ahead anyway. Yep. But is enough? And uh, is is enough? Is this enough now? I think so. Do we need to start looking at maybe making the compounds a little bit harder, like they were with Bridgestone before they left the sport, and like Michelin were as well, and Goodyear that we need to look at tires that are not literally just going to be man-made to fall apart after five or six laps. Yeah. What do you think? I think
1: I agree with Amanda Holden. When she clearly states return to Goodyear. I think that's where she was going with that. I could be wrong, but they're not having a good year no. if you want to agree with her in that way. Um, Michelin, 2005, Indianapolis, under complete scrutiny for one blowout with Ralph Schumacher, and they pulled all the cars from the race. Mm. You know, you had the three Bridgestone runners running. Um, it's unacceptable. And they said pretty much, there won't be a Grand Prix going ahead next week until Michelin have their shit sorted. They had to do it. So Pirelli, I think, have you know been very average for a decade now. How long have they been? Uh, it's, it's you know brought up
0: a lot of good good racing, and it, 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 it has And been. the racing did need it. But are we now getting to the point that it's they're pushing the boundaries so far? I've got no problem with Pirelli; they've been a great tyre manufacturer. Yeah. However, are they pushing it too far now? And is it now a safety risk? Because what I'm concerned about is we are soon to be going to Silverstone,
1: yeah. and
0: Silverstone is one of the hardest tracks on their tires. And we have seen it year after year. Yeah, last
1: year, notoriously front lift was it?
0: Yeah, tire blowouts last year. But it happened a few years before. It's it's happened about three or four times to two, three, maybe four times over the years at Silverstone, where if you get a tire blowout, you're going to have a few of them in that in that race yeah. or over that weekend. We've got to be very, very careful on a track like Silverstone because there could be some walloping crashes. Yeah. And you're starting to put the drivers at risk, and I appreciate they are there, they, they take their, their risk just being in the car, but we don't need to needlessly put them at risk. Mm. Yeah. Is this a turning point for the tyre manufacturer?
1: Could be. And maybe they'll go back to multiple manufacturers. I don't know if we'll ever go
0: down that route again. We that that would be quite good. I quite like that actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think in the in the Goodyear era, I think it was only Goodyear, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, you know, we had Bridgestone, we had Pirelli, I mean a lot of a lot of feeder series coming up. Uh, Avon. You know, Avon ties on, you know, the old Formula Two cars, Formula Three, even further down, all the old Formula Renault's Fords to go karts. Why why are they never being a front runner wow. and yeah,
0: Continental or yeah. Yokohama, have something a little bit different. Because
1: Pirelli, I mean they make good ties, but then notoriously WRC. You know, Pirelli have always been on four wheel drives. Mm. You know. Um but they've they've had a, a decade now, you know, in um
0: Formula One at least.
1: When did they when do they come? Eleven. Eleven, yeah.
0: So was it in their eleven tenth, or twelve. I know ten was still Bridgestone. Yeah. And you and you literally just had two tires. You had the prime and the option. Yep. And that was it. That was it. And which was a hard and a soft. Yeah. I, I do like that you've got a few more to choose from. Yep. I like the idea that there's three taken to a race weekend. Yep. Uh one of them doesn't really normally get used, but it it, it mixes it up. But I think those three tire options would be a little bit like having yeah. two tire manufacturers. Yeah, I I think that it's something to look at. I think. I think they will be under under investigation big time. I yeah. think what's unacceptable. And by the way, they're still saying. Uh, the last I saw, anyway, was that it was not failure.
1: No, debris. debris. They're, they're blaming debris. And Max said that straight away. We already know what Pirelli are going to say. You know, there's no point. And yeah, I think that's bollocks. You know, because there's other people out there that have you know, picked up debris, no issues. These tyres, they're either 31 and 33 laps old or 33 and 35 laps old. Yeah. You know, having them degrade a little bit over the laps, it's too much. You know, Vettel said today or yesterday that, well, actually straight after the race, didn't he? He said his his tyres were 10 laps newer. Why should you have such an advantage on on tyres that are only 10 laps newer? never used to be that way and you you don't want to say you know the good old days but you got more bang for your buck with the older tires these ones are hopeless you know they they need to last a little bit longer than that and they shouldn't even if they are worn they shouldn't they those tires seem to still have plenty of life left in them even at 33 30, 35 laps you know they shouldn't blow out as far it's as dangerous.
0: I'm yeah as far as i'm concerned you get debris you get a puncture yeah you don't get a blowout no not like that not 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 no. too and to exactly Red Bull
1: said they had zero warning. Mm-hmm. You know, they said that there was no warning. That, that, you know, you, they pick up on that. Max, you've got to punch you, Pit next. It, you know, fact fake. But there was nothing. They went to race control about it or the race director and They said, look, we had no warning. We recommend a red flag. Maybe they said that because they knew that they were low on fuel. You don't or know. Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Paris. <laughs> yeah. You know, Maybe. They knew that might have been a very quick calculated yeah. decision. But, you know, because you, you did sort of think, why the hell would you want a red flag? That that gives them an opportunity to catch you up. You're already ahead, man. Just just finish the race in the mm-hmm. safety car. Yeah, but not enough fuel in the car to finish the race in the safety car. Not
0: not under safety car. The old maybe
1: no pit lane mechanics would be pushing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love <All laughs> Nigel Mansell pushing <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: in the heat. But uh, yeah, tyres. Yeah, it just needs
0: to be sorted. That's it before next season. Yeah, And, you know that we know. Excellent. Well, it's been a great, great race again at Baku. And can I just say that when Baku first came on the calendar, I was not a fan. I didn't, oh, I don't like street circuits. I don't like this. It's going to be a boring new race. And every season, for the first two or three seasons, not interested in Baku, not interested. It is yet to disappoint me. It's an absolute fantastic track. I just wish the drivers could do a little bit better in qualifying. I don't think I've ever seen so many red flags in a qualifying session. Keep the damn car on the road, but it's a real big challenge for the teams and, it's a, and for the drivers. I love that. I think it's one of my favourite, newest tracks. So, yeah, great. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant race. But in two weeks' time, we're going to Paul Ricard. Magnacore. Yeah. <laughs> It's not. Yeah, Magnicor's cool. ugly brother. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, sorry. I'm not going to beat it around the bush. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this track. No, neither. I think they know it now. We've heard
1: them, you yeah. know. Well, we've not actually slated this. We've just uh, confessed their undying love for
0: Magnicor yeah, numerous times. My biggest issue is it's a big red and blue striped yeah. runoff area run-off area with a track in the middle. Yeah. You know, and and uh, and and for me, it's not MagnaCore. You, you made mistakes there at high speed. Forget yeah. about it. You were, yeah. you were curtains. So, <laughs> so we're looking at uh, the next round, round seven. It's going to be the 18th to the 20th of June. So that's going to be starting at 11:30 uh, on Friday, the 18th. Uh, practice one and uh, qualifying will be at three o'clock on the Saturday, with the race at three o'clock Sunday. That is obviously local time in the UK. So you'll just check and. Uh, and make sure that you adjust that for your time zone. But, yeah, two weeks' time. I'm looking forward to that one. Well, as far as it, when you hear this podcast, it'll probably be just over a week's time, so not too far to, to, to wait now. But, yeah, that hopefully hopefully will surprise us both and will be a good race. Yep, it'll be interesting to see McLaren, Ferrari, Mercedes, are Red Bull going to dominate? I don't know. So,
1: There we go. I'm looking forward to it. We're all looking forward to it. We don't like uh, weeks where there's not a race week, and we do when there is a race. So there's two more things I'd like to say. Okay. The first thing is about Eastwood Studios, our sponsor today. So let the tape roll a little bit here. Now, Eastwood Studios is a recording studio on the outskirts of Milton Keynes. It's currently open for mixing and mastering, and you can find out more about their other services over on eastwoodstudios.co.uk. right. And the second thing I'd like to say is your fun fact. I trust you've become, or I trust you've came prepared this week. I have. Makes a fucking change. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, my fun fact is on the race winner.
1: Wow, okay. Sergio
0: Perez, Chico. Uh, we we talked about Vettel. Yep. Obviously, we didn't really talk about Gasly. But we, I think we could. We're going to talk about him on the next podcast because there's lots to talk about about him, where where I feel his future in Formula One is. But we'll, we'll we want I want to talk to you about that on the on the next podcast. However, my fun fact, Sergio Perez, you'll like this one. I think. Go on. Sergio Perez is the only driver has won, who has won for two different teams in the hybrid e- era.
1: Right. Did yeah. you know that? I did because I saw it oh, on Instagram yeah. yesterday.
0: <laughs> did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I you? thought.
1: Yeah. I thought, yeah. yeah. It was, you th- I to no, thought I'd do a You were, uh, um, But the others might not know that. Okay. You know, they might well, not you just, know that. You so. just
0: gave it away that I got it from Instagram.
1: Well, you might not have. The person on Instagram might have got it from wherever you got it. Yeah. Uh, are you saying you got it from Instagram? No, I mean, no, are no. we allowed to say that we got things from no. Instagram on here? I don't no, think we I are, don't know. you know. Fuck uh, Instagram.
0: That makes... you get nothing
1: from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we
0: get that, information from everywhere else. Uh Sergio Perez is now the most successful Mexican F1 driver with two wins and 11 podiums as well. Did right. you know that? I'd say he's... Yeah, you did probably, yeah. I,
1: I'd say he's successful, but I'd say he's more successful now he's moved to Milton Keynes. Oh, of course. Well, you know, right here in our home city, man. Yeah. I mean, our hometown city.
0: The new city. Yeah, yeah. the new city. Yeah.
1: But... Uh, no fair play to him Mm. no it was a great race and uh, I think that's over and out from
0: me yes you know also one thing from me go on Uh, just again just keep keep following us supporting us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook at Operation F1 and yeah just give us some like and support but yeah that's uh, that's it until until Paul Rickard
1: until Magnacore, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting us, and thank you. Goodbye. was recorded at Eastwood Studios. Post-production was completed at Mix MK. The sound recording is owned by Operation F1, a division of Operation Media Limited. The sound recording name and logo is protected. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021, Operation Media Limited.